Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I am Steph and you are listening to episode 82, How to Tell People You're a Witch, which is something that I have gotten a lot of questions and commentary about of just how to share this. Uh, It's often called quote unquote, coming out of the broom closet. Some people don't like that term because um, coming out of the closet is associated obviously with the LGBT community. And um, some people are sensitive about, you know, which is kind of co-opting that word and it really can go back and forth. So we are just calling this how to tell people you're a witch. (laughs) So whichever terminology, terminology you like to use. And I actually have a guest here with me today because we have very different experiences of how to tell somebody that you're a witch. So I thought she would be a really good addition to this episode. So I am going to let Becca tell you about herself, her practice, and where you can find her online. Okay. Hi guys. Um, my name's Becca. You might see me under my like handle, the stitching witch. Um, but basically I am an eclectic hedge witch who works with four different deities. I practice a lot of green magic. Um, I have been practicing witchcraft for about 10 years. Um, so I do have a little bit of experience and stuff, but if you want to like see more stuff about me, um, I have an Instagram that is the stitching witch. And then I'm doing a YouTube project, I guess, um, where I post a daily video about witchcraft like every day for a year and a day. It's called the Year of the Witch. Um, So I'm about halfway through that right now. And it's a big undertaking. (laughs) It's super fun. Your videos are great. They're like wide wide range of videos and topics and just like a daily dose of witchcraft. It's a great channel. Thank you. I am like really trying to encompass everything that I can, but there's just so much and I'm already like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I have so many topic ideas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And as always, when I post these show notes at witchwednesdays.com and over on Patreon, I will have all of those things linked so you can find Becca slash the stitching witch (laughs) on all of those places easily. So we are going to get into this idea of how to tell people you're a witch. And I have talked about this before. And so has Tara in previous episodes where we have mentioned that it wasn't, we did not have a difficult time with this. Um, We like both of our um, families know, uh, you know, my immediate family knows, which is my husband and my mom and um, my dad, my dad passed away in November, but he knew before that. And I did not have any issues with um, telling any of those people because I have always been sort of strange (laughs) in my beliefs. I always from day one sort of rebelled against um, my family is Catholic. I talked about that before that I've gone to Catholic school and I always took issue. I was questioning from day one, the religious aspects, like I was never good at that. So I think they all knew that I was going to go down a different path from that, that that wasn't for me. And I didn't have any negative reactions. And I think Um, part of that was they kind of knew it was coming and the fact that I have a, um, Scorpio forceful personality is kind of the best way that I can say that, that, um, if somebody doesn't like me or what I'm doing, I can cut them out of my life very easily. So I I, I don't feel bad if anybody was going, if I was like, I'm a witch. 
I don't think anybody in my life who knows me well enough would be brave enough to call me on it in a negative way. Right. Um, because I can be a very uh, testy, confrontational personality. Um, so no, I, I'm a Scorpio rising. Like I totally get it. Like I'm, oh yeah, we're kind, of tough. <laughs> we're kind of tough to deal with, but I have a, you know, it's a very confrontational personality that if I like told somebody which, and they reacted, I, I don't think anybody in my life would be brave enough to react negatively, to be honest. Um, but if they did react ne- negatively, I would have no issue sort of shutting that down, getting rid of that person and walking <laughs> away. So I don't have any negative sort of stories to tell, or it being particularly difficult to me for me. And I know that there are a lot of listeners to this podcast who it it has been very difficult for them. And they do have very religious families and they have already experienced some negative reactions or they would like to tell people and are afraid because they do have these very religious families and people who they think that are, they are going to react negatively. And that is why I wanted to have a guest that did not have all of these, you know, positive or neutral experiences that I had to sort of shed some light on that side of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, so <laughs> I, do you want me just to hop right into? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I kind of come coming from a unique perspective on this because I did start practicing when I was like 13 years old. So I'm only 23. Um, so, but I've been practicing for 10 years, meaning that I started literally as a child. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that I like couldn't do that. Like I can do as an adult, IE like setting some boundaries. Um, that being said, I think that there is like a need for, you know, minors to be able to express boundaries in terms of talking about stuff, but I digress. I didn't have that privilege at all. It was very much like, a a pretty religious household mixed with like a narcissist in the house. So like, I've had a lot of therapy to deal with this. Um, The story that I'm about to tell, like just for people who are listening, it does include some like mentions of religious trauma. So if that is something that you are perhaps like bothered by, like, you know, just be aware that that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, And if anyone who's listening wants to message me to talk like further, definitely my Instagram like DMs are always, always open because like, I hear you, I feel you, I totally get it. So um, (laughs) at the wonderful age of 13, I like discovered many things all at once. And one of them was like Wicca. (laughs) Um, One of them was like the goth subculture, which is just like, I feel like goes really hand in hand with witchcraft. It does. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden I was like, mom, I'm not eating meat anymore. I'm going to be a vegetarian. So it was just like a lot of like rebellion and like, I stopped going to church and stuff. So there was a lot of like things going on. Um, my mom luckily was kind of neutral to it. So she was kind of like my good experience with it. I I would say like, she kind of was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't really know how I feel about it, but you know, we can talk it out. And like, now that I've explained everything to her, it's really funny. Last week, she was like, Becca, I joined this like meditation group for women and I have crystals. And I'm like, ah, you are a witch. You are coming to the good side. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so my, my standout experience though, um, as all of this was happening, I didn't realize that like the rest of my family was really taking notice of all of the changes, right? Um, so I was starting to dress in black and listen to like heavy metal and like had some like witchy stuff. I was kind of interested in that, like really got into the history of like ancient Egypt and the Celts and was learning all about mythology and stuff. And um, around that time, it was my, my brother's birthday is in August. So I remember we had a family gathering and I had um, my grandmother who is very, very Catholic, like very religious. Um, they eventually ended up going from like Catholicism to some like Baptist 
faith, I believe, where they like were very into the laying of hands and like revival type stuff. So it was a lot. <laughs> um, but she was like very, very convinced that because I was going through all of these changes and because I was interested in like witchcraft and stuff that I was like actually possessed by the devil himself, <laughs> um, which was like a lot, like that's a lot to put onto a 13 year old. So um, like, I I was, I, I understand where she's coming from, like looking back, cause I looked crazy, <laughs> but um at my brother's birthday party, she like, we all got into like this circle to like pray before we ate cake or something. And she like prayed over us and like essentially went into performing an exorcism on me in front of my entire family. So oh. like, yeah, which is heavy, like truly. Um, again, I have had lots of therapy to deal with this. This is why I'm kind of like saying it so casually, but um, yeah, like it was, it was possibly one of the worst, I think, responses someone could get. And I hadn't even said anything. Like I hadn't even talked about like, hey, I'm interested in Wicca or like whatever at the time. Um, so I, I, I ended up like cutting her out of my life as an adult. I couldn't when I was a kid and that was really like a lot, right? Um, but like as an adult, I've ended up just kind of being like, you know what, like it's okay, like you can have your beliefs, these are mine, and obviously they are not meshing, so I'm just gonna like not. Um, and I think that is a really valid response to some stuff. Um, obviously, I'm not telling people just be like, don't ever talk to a family again. Like that's not, that's not what I'm saying. But uh, um, yeah, I think- <laughs> See, I it's very good to have this opposite, you know, opinion <laughs> because I have not talked to my grandmother in 20 something years. Yeah. So I'm like totally opposite. I'm like, you can totally cut out your family. It's fine. So it's right. great to have the uh, a complete other side of the spectrum. Right. Yeah, that. absolutely. Like, and I feel, I, th I feel like sometimes that is definitely something that like, when it comes down to it, if it gets to the point that like, they are performing exorcisms on you and believe that you, you know, like this man is going to put his hands on you and you're going to speak in tongues and stuff like that. Cause that also happened following this event. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's very, that's why I wanted to talk about like the trauma and stuff behind it. But, um, you know, I, I've, I think that is, that's pretty catastrophically bad. Um, now me being 13, I didn't know how to handle that. Cause I was a child and like, I definitely had a lot of, um, I don't know, not like resentment and stuff, but I definitely had hurt feelings for a really long time. Um, as an adult, I've kind of like looked back and been like, okay, like, you know, there's forgiveness and healing that can happen here. But at the same time, like, um, I think that it's super valid to just like not <laughs> just be like, nope, sorry. <laughs> like, you, you've done a lot of work to, to work through that. A lot of oh. work you know, yeah. Yeah. on yourself, a lot of therapeutic work, a lot of shadow yeah. work that, that involves, that's a lot of to heal from. Yes. And I want to make that super clear as well. Like <laughs> I have been to so much therapy, like it's not just like doing shadow work and stuff, which I think is great, but like this, you know, I, I I'm a true believer of balancing witchcraft with, um, medicine and therapy and, and all of that as well. So, um, I just, that's a huge thing for my practice and like my channel and stuff. I'm sorry. Um, but oh, yeah. Yeah. we talked about that. We've talked about that on this yeah. uh, podcast before we absolutely, um, think that, if you're using magic, you also need to use the mundane methods too. The universe is not just going to grant you the help that you need exactly. um, if you don't do the mundane work. And the mundane work is finding a good therapist. That exactly. is so important. Exactly. It's like, yes, you can manifest healing all you want, but if you don't pick up the phone and dial a therapist, like, I'm sorry, I don't know how, like, you can't expect, you know, to go on and on. Anyways. <laughs>
yeah, that is, that is a, you know, hugely traumatic thing uh, for yeah. a kid. I mean, a lot to go through and, you know, like Becca said, she can talk about this now in a lighthearted way, but right. <laughs> if you are in the thick of it in a similar situation right now, yeah. um, you, you might not understand that, that lighthearted feeling. And that is something that will come for you with time. But if you are in the thick of it right now, like she was just know that you are not alone. Yes. If, that if, is a big thing. Like I, you have like, and for someone who was in the thick of it and like didn't really quite have the same resources at, as what witches have today in terms of like social media and all of that and like discords and community building, um, there are people who understand like truly what you are going through, myself included. Like I feel you and I hear you and your pain and like trauma is valid um, if you are dealing with a situation like that. Um, and it's, it's, what, it's horrible. And I'm so sorry if you're hearing this and this is happening to you, I'm so sorry, but um, it gets better. It really does. Like I moved out of the, I moved out of the situation. I have my own apartment and everything and everything is drenched in witchcraft. So like it does get better. I promise. Yeah, if you want to see it, I love Becca's photos on Instagram <laughs> that she shares. I love, love everything that you share. Your apartment is fantastic. Oh I my love, gosh. Thank you. <laughs> every inch of it. It's great. Um, and speaking of discord, if you are on our discord server, if you haven't joined yet, Becca is on it. So yes. <laughs> she is part of that community. So if you need to reach out to her that way, um, absolutely. And I'll, one of us will um, post something in there the morning that this goes live. So you can yes. talk to both of us, but if you need to reach out to her directly, she is on there super helpful and <laughs> always chatting on there and offering ideas and tips and tricks. And she's always patient with newcomers and everything like that. So if you, you know, need somebody and you're working through some of this, the more difficult aspects and you're really yeah. in the thick of it and living in a situation, you know, with family that right. doesn't understand and you need somebody to talk to. She is on the discord server too. And it, I, as always, my inbox is always open to people. That's like a very important thing for me to like get across is like, I, I'm here as a resource. If anyone needs to talk like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something that many witches have experienced at one point or another, because unfortunately there is so many the varieties of prejudice out yeah, there. There's I a wish lot that there was hints of that. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think there's like this stigma about witchcraft that it's like all evil and, you know, whatever. But I think when people start to understand the core of the religion, like in, or, or the practice, I should say, not religion, but, um, you know, the nature-based path or perhaps like kitchen witchcraft like that you know is a good I think like segue into telling people that you're a witch um so it's like the little things that I think that are good to like introduce people to you know to like dip your toe in but that's just that's my two cents <laughs> yeah absolutely I agree so from an opposite perspective you know she is really somebody that you can talk to if you are struggling with this and in the spirit of trying to, um, help with this and tell people if you are a witch and want, and want to tell people, um, we are going to get into some tips and tricks to, you know, help you a little bit, make it a little bit easier. Um, you know, if you're in that situation, it still is really difficult. We're not trying to say these tips are going to, you know, make it a breeze and everyone's going to understand <laughs> that they can help you a little bit. So <laughs> the first one that I think is important to mention, and 
goes along with Becca's story because she was so young is that you don't need or should tell everyone. Correct. And (laughs) this goes for any age. And I think the question you need to ask yourself is before you tell somebody is what is the worst that could happen? And even as an adult, if the worst that could happen, if you tell your boss is that you will get fired, don't tell your boss. A lot of people do not discuss religion and politics at work for that reason. And you know, your witchcraft practice could definitely be a religion, but there's really no reason that your boss would need to know if that's the worst case scenario, just don't do it. There's, there's no reason to talk about it. You don't have to bring it up. They're not, you know, that important and personal of a person in your life. So maybe just don't do it. And the same goes for if you are under 18 and living at home, I think that's a important distinction that you, I know that the desire is there for teenagers to, you know, make themselves known and put their on the world. I get it. Yeah, totally. Totally. I like watched the craft and was like, that's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) And I absolutely get it, but you have to put your safety first. Um, and that is the most important thing. And if the worst that could happen that you tell your family is that you get kicked out at 16 years old, that's really hard. That is very difficult. It's very unsafe. And I absolutely understand the desire to want to do that and to be out in the open because that is who you are um, as a person. I deeply understand that and respect it. But at the same time, if it's going to negatively affect your safety and your living situation, then you might just want to wait two years until you move out. That's not the answer that a lot of teenagers want to hear, but you really have to put your safety first. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I also think that like a good point to this, I was in the broom closet for like up until maybe like two years ago, to be honest, like I never openly was like, I'm a witch. Um, But I think that there's something to be said about the time that I did spend, you know, privately practicing. And I think that not being able to talk to anybody else about it, really, and especially like growing up where I did, there was not too many other pagans around. It wasn't like, you know, um, the most accepting and like open of all of that. Um, But I think having that private personal practice, like really strengthened my like my studies, because I was the one holding myself accountable to it. So, you know, it, my craft was just as strong as I wanted to make it like as strong as my willpower was, I guess, to like study and do the work and learn about casting circle and the correspondences and all of that. Um, I, I think that that like, I don't know, um, that early, that early practice of like, doing it myself and not really being able to branch out really strengthened it, I, is what I'm trying to say. So I think that there it's valid and it's uh, you're not under any obligation to tell anybody ever if you don't want to. So, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if you have no desire to ever tell anybody, that is yeah, absolutely your absolutely. prerogative. You don't need to tell everyone. Um, there's lots of instances, even as an adult, where you shouldn't. Um, if you are in a particularly conservative area. This um, is, you know, South, <laughs> if you're in the South, yeah, in the Bible Belt yeah, kind of, um, then it can actually be a physical danger to you to tell people. Um, yeah. You might um, get physically harmed. You might get your house vandalized um, if you tell neighbors that do not agree with you. So there is a lot of danger that can come with that. So um, you really need to trust your own intuition about who you should tell. 
I know that we like all have this desire to tell everybody in the world, but in some places, that's just not the safest move. So I really urge people to put their safety first. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So after that, (laughs) (laughs) you actually do want to tell people and it, you feel like it's either really important. Like there's somebody, you know, very personal to you that it's important to tell them, or you think that, you know, they will understand and react positively. We do have some tips for how to tell people like that. And the first one that I have is to not use antagonistic statements to tell people, which is kind of what Becca did when she was 13 in that sort of rebellious phase where you're like, I am not eating meat anymore. Like (laughs) doing that. And in a witchcraft way that an antagonistic statement would be like, I reject all of your Christian beliefs that you raised me on. I have no respect for it anymore. I'm not going to church with you anymore. I am not coming to dinner um, on Christmas. Like all of those things are very, like you're approaching it in a very negative manner and people are going to respond negatively in kind. Yeah, I definitely did that though too. Like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I definitely was kind of like, I don't want to go to church anymore. Like this is stupid. And it did not help. It did nothing to help. I was just, it made it worse. So yeah, when when somebody comes at you like that, you respond negatively too. Right. You know, even if you, you know, are open to it and agree, you know, with what they're saying, if they just come at with you with that like tone of voice or that very aggressive personality, Mm -hmm. you are already like, nope, whatever is going to come out of your mouth. I do not like it. (laughs) So um, definitely don't start with those antagonistic statements, especially if you're telling family or something. And those traditions of going to church and Christmas dinner and all those things are very important to them. That's part of your family traditions and your beliefs and part of the reason why people react negatively when you tell them that is because they think they're losing you. Right. And yeah. They, especially if, you know, religion and religious traditions are a big part of your family, then they think that, that they're losing you and you are not going to be at those things anymore. And mm-hmm. especially for parents, that can be very difficult. So I think part of not being antagonistic is also reassuring them that you still have things in common. And you are not going to completely bail on those things. Like, yes, maybe, you know, church is going to be one of those (laughs) things that's not going to happen anymore, but Christmas and Yule are basically the same thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, start, start with that. Be like, you know what? I actually don't, you know, believe in Christmas. Maybe that's not, you know, my belief system anymore. And if you are going to tell somebody you're a witch, probably don't start with the religion part. Start with the practice part. That's a little easier to explain um, than just, you know, abandoning their religious, but religious beliefs, but Christmas and Yule are basically the same. So I would, you know, start with that and say, you know what? I don't believe in the birth of Christ, but Yule, I like to celebrate. And guess what? We still have trees. We still have presents. We still put up lights. Like all of those things are the same. So that that your family does not feel like they are losing you for what they consider very important moments in their year. Exactly. And I think that is definitely like a major concern of a lot of people is like, wait, how do I, I've never, and I think it's also a fear of the unknown because they're like, I have never heard of this. What do you mean you're a witch? Witches are bad and like green and like how, like fly around on um, broomsticks and stuff. Like, I think that there's just like that negative image that people just like instinctively react to. But I have found definitely when you approach it from like a calm demeanor and um, just aren't inflammatory about it and are just 
and sometimes I even simplify it. I'm like, no, I just really love plants. Like I just love nature <laughs> and like, like I just really, and that is usually like the gateway into people being like, oh, that's cool. Tell me more. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's much easier if you can find that common ground, like plants. So yeah. I've mentioned before that my husband is still Catholic. He is not a practicing which he doesn't care what I do, but those are his religious beliefs. And something that, you know, kind of helped to explain that to him, um, was that he loves mowing the lawn, like, Mm -hmm. which is my most hated task, but fine, whatever. (laughs) He's like, I find it really peaceful and therapeutic. And that's his time where he's like, I feel like I can talk to God because I'm in nature and like, just, you know, doing my own like solitary thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's kind of similar for me, not mowing the lawn, but going out in nature, being next to a Creek or something like that animals. That's kind of how I connect because I believe in animism and that everything sort of has its own little spirit. So when I'm out in nature, I can talk to trees and animals and sort of connect that way. So that was like a common ground that he was like, okay, I kind of get it. Like that helps me understand what it is that you're doing. So if you can find that sort of common ground, then that can help you, you know, explain to them and give them something to latch on to, to talk to you about and open the doors of communication that way. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I agree. And I think it's important to also not just, um, you know, jump in and say, I'm a witch and then have no follow-up. I think you really need to know what you want to say and what you want to explain about it, what you think are the most important things to get across. It's kind of like preparing for a presentation in class. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to practice or write out some bullet points, then you should do that. But I think that you should have some sort of guide to, before you go into it. So you just have a better understanding in your mind of, of what it is you're trying to get across. Yeah, definitely. And that way you don't like leave anything out or, you know, forget to say something that's like important to like the whole like explanation. Um, but yeah, I think like writing it out, it's, it's definitely something that I do just for like having conversations in general. If I have to have like a crucial conversation with somebody like that's like, Hey, I need you to do like this thing because X, Y, Z. Um, I definitely have sat down and bullet pointed like, Hey, here's like what I'm about and here's what needs to happen. And I think that really applies to witchcraft and telling people about witchcraft as well. Yeah. And I think when you're first telling somebody, you don't need to explain every minute detail. It'd be like, well, amethyst means this for me. Like, you don't need to go over, like, I have all these little crystals and here's what they all mean. If you're just getting to like, I I'm a witch, here's what I do. Then you're just trying to like narrow that down to why is it something that's important to you? Like, why is, what does it you, what is it you gain from this practice? Um, you know, that you get a sense of peace, a better sense of yourself. You feel like, you know, you're able to better heal yourself or, you know, heal other people or, you know, connect with your deities or things like that. What are the most important parts of your practice that you want to express to the people that you're trying to tell that why um, this thing is important to you, why this practice is important to you. If you are pagan, why this religion is important to you and how they go together and just make your list of things that you want to get across. Right. And to be clear, like, just the, the reason of, I like it and I want to do it. That is enough. I think for, for anybody, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I like this. It brings me spiritual fulfillment. And this is why, like, this is, I just, I like it. This is what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. I absolutely think that's 
valid because, you know, a lot of people have their own hobbies and interests that Mm -hmm. you may not understand. Do I understand any of the video games that my husband likes? Yeah, right. Absolutely not. Absolutely no understanding of them, no interest in them, but you know what? He likes it. And that's all he has to say to me. Like, I don't need to know why you're (laughs) buying this new video game. It has nothing to do with me. Enjoy it. If that brings you joy and you enjoy doing it and brings you, you know, relaxation and peace and whatever it is, then you go for it. Like that's none of, you know, my business. And we hope that whoever you're telling that you're a witch would respond in the same way, but we know that's not often the case. Um, the next point that I really want to make is, uh, that going along with being, you know, prepared with what you want to say is to be prepared for questions, mm-hmm. even if to you, they seem rude or silly. I think questions are actually a good thing, even if they're not phrased, right. And even if the question is, which I get all the time, are you going to hex me <laughs> or do you worship the devil? Right. <laughs> get that all the time. And of course, for me, I respond snarky. Like if somebody says like, are you going to hex me? Right. Like, Why? What did you do? <laughs> Why do you deserve it? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Um, but I think questions most of the time come from a place of genuinely, either genuine concern because they do have a negative mm-hmm. connotation of witchcraft, or they genuinely want to know and try to connect with you and understand what it is. And that that's a good thing. They are opening the lines of communication. So I wouldn't shut that down. Even if it's a rude or silly question, just think of it. as like, you are presenting a sex ed class of sixth graders. They are going to be rude. They are going to make jokes, but you have to get the information across. And you know what? It's valuable information. And eventually they will be thankful that they have it. That is such a good metaphor. Oh my God. I've never thought of it like that. (laughs) spot on. That is how you have to present it. Like, I think I got that in fifth grade and we were jerks. Like they didn't split boys and girls and we were (laughs) awful. Like I, I have clear memories of like the whole class being in giggles and we were just like, all the questions were rude or stupid. And like looking back and I'm like, my teacher, this fifth grade teacher who does this every year had the patience of a saint. Like what a woman you are to put up with that. Honestly. (laughs) Year year after year. And you just have to go into it with that like patient mindset that like they're not being stupid or silly on purpose. Right. They honestly don't know. If you, if they've never been, if they've never read a book on witchcraft and you're the first witch that they've come across, they don't know that they are being rude or stupid or silly with their questions. They are genuinely trying to get information and they have heard their whole life that you work with the devil. Right. Right. Then that's something that you have to explain. (laughs) You're like, no, I'm sorry. I don't actually believe in that. Like that, uh, not pantheon, but that belief system, like that doesn't even equate into my beliefs. So yeah. Oh no. Um, yes. And we have, we have a whole episode on that. Uh, I think it was like one, maybe the second one of yeah. misconceptions. We go over the belief of the devil, that it, that devil is a Christian construct. I am not Christian. Therefore there is no devil for me. That's a pretty yeah. simple, you know, explanation, but you know, you can direct them to this podcast if they have yeah. questions on what it, you know, the basics of being a witch is like episodes one through 10. So <laughs> you can um, tell them that way, but I think you just really go into it with a sense of patience and, you know, let them ask their questions. If they ask you, oh, oh man, are you like going to hex me? Which my husband still says when he, when I start pulling out the stuff, like he knows by now, which certain ingredients 
that I have (laughs) based on like what they look like or how bad they smell that it's going to be something (laughs) negative that like either the neighbors did I have terrible neighbors I'm still trying to get them to move out but (laughs) they are just a pain um and it's it's hard to get the spells to work because they're never home that's like the problem is like their home's under construction and it has been for five years so I can never like time it exactly right so but when they're here they're very difficult so like start pulling out certain things he's like well that smells awful so you know it's gonna be negative he will still say are you gonna hex me and I still say why what'd you do yeah (laughs) what did you do to deserve it yeah my response is like are you trying to find out like (laughs) (laughs) what did you what did you do to deserve it right Um, exactly (laughs) but you know when when somebody says that when you're first telling them you could say either that's not part of my, you know, some witches, you know, hex and jinx and things like that, but that's not part of my practice. Here's what I do. I am a kitchen witch or green witch. And I just want to like heal and protect people and protect the house and do this. Or you can say I do hex and jinx people, but it's for, you know, people like bad neighbors or cut me off in traffic or stole my, (laughs) they need a little, you know, send their negative energy back to them sort of thing. And, you know, explain it that way. So, but you just have to, you know, do it with a sense that they are not always coming from a negative place. I know that to us, it sounds like it because we're so well-versed in what it is that, that we do and what witches believe that questions like that sound like nonsense, but to them, that's a legitimate question. No, totally. Totally. I, I kind of live by the adage that like you catch more flies with honey. So like, I try to be as nice as possible in like any situation I can be. Um, like just, it just, nothing like gets accomplished by like rising to the like or stooping I guess to their level and like meeting that energy when you could just be nice because a if someone's being kind of a jerk and like you know like oh are you a witch like as soon as you're nice to them they're like oh like it throws them off like super super hard which is hilarious (laughs) also informative (laughs) and my husband and my mom are the exact same way as you where they're like nope, we just got to let it go and be a nice person. And, you know, they're going to realize that they were, you know, mean or rude or whatever it was and feel badly that they acted that way. I am not, I stoop to their level. I'm okay. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes the situation calls to stooping to their level. And like I said, I'm a confrontational person, so I, I will do it. But I think that I'm at the point where I, I mean, that's just my personality in general, but I also know that I'm safe in my environment. Yes. I think it's really important. I don't think I would react that way to people if I, you know, first of all, wasn't in Chicago. Chicago is very, um, open to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course you're going to find, you know, prejudice of all kinds, like anywhere, but I feel like for, you know, witchcraft and things like that, you know, big city living is a little easier. Yes, definitely. Um, Which from the country? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So city, it's a little easier. Um, you know, I'm confident now that my family and friends won't react negatively. So I can, you know, say what I want. And also my husband is six, four and 250 pounds of muscle. So yeah. nobody's going to mess with me. <laughs> like they see him and they're like, you know what? Let her mouth off and say whatever. She <laughs> I so, so I feel confident in my surroundings, which I think is important. I feel safe enough to respond by being a little brat, but if, if you are a bigger person and better person like Becca, then I think that is a great, <laughs> you know, I'm just too tired to argue. <laughs> I, I honestly, I respect people who are of that mindset of 
catching more flies with honey. Like, I think that you are great people. And most of my friends are like that. And I think that's why they're attracted to me because I do the, like the standing up for them. <laughs> that's confrontational on their behalf, but I have great respect for you guys. Cause I think that you are more emotionally evolved than I am. <laughs> no. I'm okay with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, it can go either way. And I do understand obviously that, you know, idea of, of lashing out and wanting to be rude when you get a rude question. But I think if it's, you know, friends and family and somebody that you're really trying to tell and respect, I don't think that they are asking you those questions coming from a place of bad intention. Yeah, Just definitely. And if they a place of like bad intention, if they are mocking you, cause that, that was a big thing for me. Like once um, like that whole situation happened. It was like the joke of the family that, oh, Becca's a witch. And like, you know, people would just like say dumb stuff to me, which is why I think I am a little bit desensitized to it. Cause I'm just like, I've heard it all, throw them at yeah. me, do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's also important that if that does start to happen where they get to the point that they are disrespectful, like you are, if you, you know, if you are an adult and able to, you know, if you feel, felt safe enough to come out and you, you're met with, kind of a negative reaction it is totally okay to have that boundary of like hey I'm not going to talk to you about this anymore because you're disrespecting me and like your tone is very disrespectful if you like when you are ready to speak to me respectfully I would be happy to explain my craft to you but until you can um you know come to a place where you're willing to listen to me like I'm not going to have this conversation which is something that I have done to multiple family members and like it has worked beautifully so you know, because sometimes people just need to get that stuff out, unfortunately. Um, and it sucks. Like, it, it's not cool and it's not right, but it's kind of a reality sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but having that hard boundary, that no boundary is really good, I think. That's the no is a full sentence type thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You think it goes along with something else I wanted to say, which is don't try to make anyone believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us in the witchcraft community already know that because we came from a place of other people trying to make us believe something that we didn't. Right. And we found witchcraft that way. So it works both ways. If you are going to tell somebody, this is what I believe. And you know, you're met with negativity. Don't try to convince them that your way is the right way. We don't want, none of us like that, yeah. none of us, you know, enjoy being treated like that. And that's why, you know, we found witchcraft because we didn't like being told to believe this thing that we inherently didn't and went another direction. So don't do it to somebody else. But then when you are making that boundary, you know, and somebody is mocking you like that, just say, you know what, I am not going to talk to you. I don't force you to believe this. I am not asking you to Mm. don't believe in my pagan religion. I'm not asking you to practice witchcraft. So why would you try to make me believe what you're believing? I'm respecting that, that you are still, you know, whatever religion that you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to force you. So don't try to force me. That's and yeah, leave exactly. it at that. That's the bound. That's the line drawn when you are ready to, because you know, it could work both ways. You could get really <laughs> negative and, and say, well, your, you know, Christian beliefs are stupid and here's why and give your whole like list of right. reasons, but we don't want to go down that route. Cause then you kind of end up at this place that you can't come back from. Right. And I feel like once you say, well, your religion is fake and blah, blah, you know, it kind of, it turns off the dialogue between people. Cause as soon as you like, say like, 
definitively like, hey, your religion is stupid or whatever. And this goes both ways. I think the the listening kind of turns off because now you're just, you're not determined to like hear each other out. You're determined to be right. And like, that's just not going to necessarily solve anything with two people of two different belief systems. So that's kind of like where I, like, I agree that like, the boundary of like, hey, this is like where I am and this is what I do and that's what you do and that's okay. I'm just not gonna interact with it and you know, whatever. I think that's kind of where definite boundaries can be set up for yourself between you and anyone who might be kind of questioning what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of times we have an idea in our mind of how the conversation is gonna go. Yeah. And when it doesn't, we don't (laughs) like that. We all like respond negatively like we will rehearse the conversation and the argument in the shower like 12 times and when it does not go the way that you planned um that is very disheartening and you you know might be you know like told your brother and thought that he was going to you know be supportive and in all like he was in all of the other things you've told him over the years and all of a sudden on this one you get pushback um that can be very upsetting and can make you want to lash out and tell him that, well, your beliefs are stupid and I'm, you know, more evolved than you. And I'm clearly smarter because I believe these things, like that's something that you, you're never going to get back on the same page. That Right. Exactly. And I think that comes back to, you know, that's a family member that he, it might be feeling that same way that he's losing you in some way. Yeah. He's losing traditions and holidays and things like that, that that's why he's reacting negatively. In which case just, I know it's hard, but take a step back and take time away. Like, just don't fight it out in the moment because that will be very difficult. Um, and in that moment, he needs time to process too. Mm-hmm. The information that, that you just gave him, it's a lot to throw at him. So maybe in that moment, he reacted negatively. Give it two weeks. Don't talk oh, about it. Yeah. And just let everybody cool off and then come back to it and be like, I understand why you reacted negatively, but you know, here's some things we still have in common. Here's how we're still going to celebrate holidays together. Here's some ways that my practice can help you. Like, look at these things that I can do. I can help you grow your plants. I've got a green thumb now. Yeah. <laughs> like I know things that work. I can, you know, help you heal your common cold. If you're, you know, a kitchen witch, like all of these things that you know how to do, you can then show, you know, your brother, like I can help you with these things. Look at this. I can like make this little charm bag that will be better for your studies. And you're going to ace your test now. Like all of those right. things that can be right. helpful. Exactly that's easier to get across and for them to receive if everybody's got cooler heads. Yeah. And I think that like the walking away and reconvening thing, that is something that like, like if my mom and I were ever like getting heated at each other, like when I was a teenager, like that was like the thing she'd be like, look, I, I can tell that this conversation is not going anywhere. I'm going to, I'm going to leave whenever you you have cooled off, you can come to me and we can talk about it. So like, that's kind of where I get my philosophy from in terms of like approaching people with like, tough subjects, like, like the big, the big subjects, like religion and all of that. Um, and I think that's helped me a lot in terms of like, just telling people and just being like, hello, I'm a witch, like surprise. Yes. I have healing rocks and also love tea. Like, hello. (laughs) I collect sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm usually covered in dirt and like probably in the woods, but you know what? It's cool, dude. Like, I can tell you what phase the moon is in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just really like the moon a lot. (laughs) I know. I think, uh, I think we all have that in common. Really, (laughs) You know, we like to uh, pretend that it's this really like high ritual magic and like all of these, 
you know, fancy things that we've got going on. Like, no, we're just staring at the moon, collecting. Yeah, rocks. yeah. It's like very <laughs> esoteric, like, and then it's like, no, no, no. Um, I kind of forgot to put out moon water until about 20 minutes ago, but you know what? It's sure gonna happen today. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we're all like that, but that's definitely the coming back at it with a cooler head. And I yes, think definitely. a lot of um, people who are struggling with this are, you know, minors still. Yeah. And cool heads is tough. I get oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> at that age, I had absolutely zero cool for, yeah. <laughs> until I was like 17. I fought everyone on everything. So I completely understand. Right. Not, not being able to do it and wanting to fight it out in the moment and resolve it. Um, so I completely understand where you're coming from. So this, what we are saying right now probably seems like an insurmountable task. I completely right. Get that. Um, so if you have like a particular, if you're in that situation or you have like a particular situation that you think um, is like a little bit different than what we talked about or a little makes it a little more difficult, you can reach out to either one of us if you want some like, you know, personalized tips on like what you should say or hand, like how you should handle this particular situation. We can try to, you know, help you walk you through that. And yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, everybody is different, you know, everyone's going to react differently. And, you know, everyone's families come from different areas and different religious backgrounds that they're all going to respond in very different ways. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you will know how best to approach the situation, but yeah, it's going to be, if, if you're listening to this episode, it's because you know that there is going to be pushback. Yeah. And, um, I think that sometimes like I, I, whenever I'm telling somebody about it, I kind of go into it and maybe this isn't like the best, but I kind of go into it just assuming that there's going to be pushback. So that way I'm like mentally prepared to like answer the questions. And like, if I do have to get into that situation, I'll also like, I'll wear protective jewelry. I'll wear, I wear black anyways, cause I'm a goth, but like, you know, I wear like protective colors. Um, if you are interested in like glamor magics, there are like ways you can enchant your eyeliner to like, um, like make you look more tough and stuff. And like, there's different symbols. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of ways that you can like magically prepare yourself like to go into it, um, which is kind of something that I learned like via working with the Morrigan. I was like, oh, this is actually really great. So cool. Um, but there's definitely ways to protect yourself magically against like that negative energy. So like having crystals or uh, maybe a charm bag or something like that, or enchanted um, protective amulet. Um, anything like that, I, I also recommend if you wanted to, you know, just have a little bit of extra protection. And then if it does get emotional, I recommend like grounding and centering afterwards just to get your emotions back and like any excess like energy that you might be feeling. Because I think that emotional like conversations definitely have like a certain energy to it. Oh, um, yeah. that's really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so that's also something that I do recommend for people because that would help me a lot and I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, if you have that, you know, protective bubble around you can definitely yes. help. And if you think it's going to go another way, like if you think instead of protection that you need confidence, mm. like if you, if somebody confronts you or, you know, you get pushed back and you're the type of person that cries, which oh, yeah. a lot of us do, women do that. We like yeah. get so frustrated that we cry. It's not that we're sad. We're so frustrated with the situation right. that there's like no alternative, but to cry, right. then maybe something like for like a confidence builder, there are lots of different ways, like it, you know, positivity or happiness, like all of those things you can do in advance 
to get ready for what you think is going to be a tough conversation. Definitely. Uh, think most most of mine were not. <laughs> I don't think I had any negative pushback. I don't think I had any any questions or like definitely no pushback. I don't think I had anything at all. I think people just kind of assumed before like, I even oh. thinking about it's like I'm a witch. They're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. Right. And you're like, yeah, duh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> good, good conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I, and I think like the more that you um interact with that person using your witchcraft in a positive way um, is a good thing to, to, you know, build that relationship back up and oh, just, definitely. you know, kind of mentioning it once they like soften to the idea. And the next time that you see them at dinner, you can be like, Oh, look at this, you know, pretty ring that I'm wearing. This is actually, you know, a, whatever crystal it is that you really like. And I enchanted it because, um, I was feeling a little stressed today. So this is my anti-anxiety one. And, you know, it's really helping me. Like, I feel really positive, you know, about this day and going into it. And here's why it, it helped me. That can be a really easy and positive interaction to kind of show, like, look at these witchy things that I'm doing in my day to day. This is kind of how I live. And it's really nothing like what you thought it was. <laughs> Definitely. I had to have that conversation with my boyfriend uh, when he moved in because I was like, hey, just so you know, um, like I have an altar and at first he was kind of like, oh, are these your healing rocks? And I was like, well, these are my crystals and here's what this one does. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. And like now, like that was towards the beginning of our relationship. And now he's like excited to come with me to the store because he's like, do I get to look at the rocks? And I'm like, yes, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he like built me a shelf for like all of my witchcraft stuff too. Like we have shelves that he has built all over the house, but like he built me one specifically for my witchcraft stuff. So like he like in the beginning was like, what are you talking about? But now he's like kind of into it. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> more positive interactions, especially yeah, like absolutely. for my husband, it was all of the sort of like, uh, I do a lot of not necessarily green witch because I don't particularly think that I have a green thumb but more like kitchen witch hearth witch <laughs> like healing kind of stuff that I have um I do a lot of herbalism so nice. lots of things that can cure like the common cold and things like that that that's when he really started enjoying that and he was like this elderberry syrup mix like oh my gosh this is magic I'm like yes it is it's exactly what it is yeah, whenever I mentioned that like bread baking is the central theme to like most of the holidays, he's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, everything involves feasting. So yeah. yep. if you want to eat and also have cool things in our house, cool. Let me just do this. Yeah, that's that's what got him on board was all the little, you know, smaller day-to-day -day things that I, you know, he was super sick with some sinusy stuff. And I made him yeah. a tea incorporating the witchcraft and all these things. He's like, okay, I like this. Okay. <laughs> these are like, look at me directly benefiting from these little, you know, minor things that you're doing. I'm totally right. on board. Right. Which I think is those kinds of things are a little more tangible and easier for people to understand. Like mm -hmm. already people know that teas are healing. Oh yeah. And, you, and, and certain herbs have certain properties. People know this already. Like we all sort of collectively believe that like Tylenol comes from herbs. Like that's, right. you, we know exactly. that that's how those things work and that they have those properties. So then by introducing that and saying like, actually, like I'm just stirring some little like intention into this. And mm -hmm. you know, this is like a witchcraft. You already believe in it. You know, here's like a tangible thing for you to grab onto, to help understand exactly what's going on. That's like a very easy place that most people will get it. 
Exactly. And I think that like, especially these days, like the holistic healing, like and health and wellness kind of in, like industry, I guess, but that's become like more in the mainstream, I suppose. Um, so like I saw a book at Target that was like 101 healing crystals and it was like, had like a galaxy on it and stuff. And I was like, um, this is Target. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people are just like getting more and more sensitized or deep. I don't know. They're experiencing witchcraft more in the like mainstream world, i.e. Target or Barnes and Noble or whatever. Um, so I think that there's definitely, um, I feel like there's a more accepting vibe recently than definitely when I started practicing, you know, when I was 13, a being a minor weird, but, um, in general, I feel like the internet hadn't quite like exploded with paganism yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I do think it's, you know, coming towards, you know, more acceptance, like on a, yeah. on a general scale, um, which is why it is sometimes easier to tell someone you're not as close to, or like a, a total stranger to explain, you know, your witchcraft practice, um, because it's not as personal and emotional as telling family. Oh, totally. Totally. Telling, telling family is, is really, it comes down to, they think you're, they're losing you and that's yeah. very difficult for them. But, you know, sometimes like telling, if you tell a stranger, if you want to like practice on a stranger or like a periphery friend that you don't see very often, yeah, or just like um, a random they're usually more, more accepting of it. They're like, Oh, okay. You know, do your yeah. thing. <laughs> could be right, a good um, starting like place. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yes. Cause I do think it is more mainstream and more people really understand it Definitely. now in certain ways, like lots of herbalism things out there. Lots of things about crystals are shown everywhere. They're like, yeah, they have those amethyst clusters at uh, urban outfitters. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. People are really, you know, coming, coming around to it. Yeah. Hey, it's more for me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it, um, it's intuitively, we would like to think that our family and, and close friends are the ones that would respond the most positively mm -hmm. and be the most accepting, but it's, it's usually the other way around. Unfortunately, right. that's, that is also what I found. I definitely had the biggest pushback from my family. Most of my friends were like, yeah, obviously like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I do feel like, you know, with good, with good friends, that's just, they kind of already know you without you. Yeah having to explain yourself in detail to kind of just get it. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is harder for family to accept just because they've known you since you were a baby and they tried right. to raise you in this, in this religion that they like really believe in. So it's, it's harder. And you would like this, this family that's supposed to be your support system to be your biggest supporters in this. But unfortunately that is just not always the case. Uh, yeah, I concur. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely hard when that happens, which we understand. Um, mm -hmm. so again, if you need to talk, need to reach out, need additional, you know, support and just somebody to talk to, or even if you like have your elevator pitch and you're like, this is what I'm going to explain to somebody. Does this sound good? And you want yeah. to look at it, like, feel free to send it to either one of us and be like, do you think this conversation will go well? Like, is it, right. did, I, did I accurately sum up, you know, what I, what I want to say and what I want to get across and you want to practice on us? Like we're here for that. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. I think those are all of the tips and anything helpful, <laughs> remotely helpful that I wanted to share on the topic. Becca, do you have anything else that you wanted to? That, I think we have covered this topic pretty extensively. Like I think we did. Good. <laughs> I'm going to high five us like virtually. <laughs> I, I, I think that we did, but yes, you can definitely 
reach out. I will have all of Becca's information linked so you can find her. And again, if you have not joined the discord server, it's linked on Instagram. So you can get through that pretty easily. It's free and anyone can join. Um, and you make your username. So it's anonymous. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no, no judgment, judgment-free zone, um, super helpful. There are lots of, which is at different stages of their practice, you know, beginners, more advanced, um, people who are better at deity work at green witchcraft, like all kinds of variety oh, of witches from around definitely. the world that you can talk to in there. Um, I'm on there, Becca's on there. So we will be there if you need to, you know, express yourself or are in a dark place and really would like to chat with Becca about, um, yeah. those things about her experience and get some guidance in that way. Um, hop, hop on over to discord or reach out to her on lots of platforms that I will have linked. <laughs> Yes, I have. I'm so like plugged in, but yeah, my whole, I just, I don't want, I never want people like new witches to feel as like alone and like scared and like unsure as I was. So that's the whole reason. Like I want to be accessible to people because like what happened to me was like super not cool. <laughs> um, like it was like very traumatic. And like at the time I didn't really have other witches to like reach out to necessarily. So if I can be that person for like one like new witch I just I I want to be able to be there so um yeah like even if you're like listening to this and I'm someone with anxiety even if someone's like hey you can message me anytime like I'm always anxious about it <laughs> um don't be anxious about reaching out to me because like I hear you I feel you and I have like a lot of love for anyone who's going through that stuff so um yeah I'm definitely here to talk it out yeah so lots of great resources and over on discord there are some um, which is there who have already brought this up, have already talked about um, that they're frustrated in how their interactions went when they told somebody. So um, if that's you, you're not alone. There are other witches, even besides just Becca, to talk to on there and sort of have a place to vent your frustrations um, instead of starting fights with, with your family. <laughs> like if you just want to, you know, get on the server and talk about how upset you are of how badly an interaction went there are lots of witches there who are going to understand um, oh yeah how you are how you are feeling and how much it sucks because it does it, I, and it's not just witchcraft anytime there's a part of yourself that your family or somebody close to you doesn't accept it's very difficult it's yeah very like traumatizing Again, like I know my tone is really lighthearted. That's just really my personality. Like this is a very serious topic legitimately and it's hard. Like it is really, really hard to do. So if you are struggling with it, like don't feel bad about that. It's a difficult thing. Um, if you are struggling to know when to talk to people about it. So um, yeah, don't like beat yourself up or anything. And it is a hundred percent okay to stay in, in, you know like not tell anybody um, until you feel comfortable. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And remember that both of us have been practicing for a long time and mm -hmm. have had years to work through any sort of correct, you know, issues that, that we've had and things like that. So if you are just starting out and you have not had the time to work on that, you, we understand that you are in a rough place right now. Yeah. Um, so we're here to chat and assure you that it will get better. Definitely. It really will guys. <laughs> I promise <laughs> it improves. Um, you know, it takes work like anything else, but it, it improves. It's like, yeah. you know, you always tell high schoolers that it's like the worst, but it gets better. It really does. It really know? does. Oh my gosh. I never thought it would. And like, I sometimes have to like take stock of everything that I do have. And like, I'm grateful for, I'm like, all right, I'm doing okay. This is actually not 
this is not, this is great. All right, awesome. So yeah, you guys got it. I believe in all of you, you can do it. <laughs> uh, but that is everything that we have for this episode. And I think especially this week, we will both be totally responsive. Um, and hundred percent. Yeah. Pl- plugged in a lot so we can respond to your questions and comments and concerns. Um, just so you know that you have support and community, but that is everything for this episode. Becca, thank you so much for being here and sharing. Um, that was, you know, a lot of personal information to share. So thank you. Listen, if anyone can learn from my story or not feel alone from all of that, that's just all I want. And I really appreciate you giving me the platform to talk about it because it's it's a big it's a big thing like close to my heart. So, yeah, <laughs> wonderful to have you. And hopefully we will have Becca back again. <laughs> um, but if you need for, more from her, she's got tons of YouTube videos that you are going to love and you'll be able to see her and what she looks like and her <laughs> super cute apartment oh my God. Um, and, you know, her super cute boyfriend, her super cute <laughs> and all of these things that you can go check out on uh, her Instagram and YouTube. So I'll have everything linked and that is everything. And I will see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at witchwednesdays podcast.